Welcome to Bumblecast Live. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. Oh boy, it's another month. We're here. We're here. We've made it to the end of this month. We made it. We made it, Ian. We made it through what could only be considered the biggest oof of them all. You're going to really start the show with that? Really? I didn't get the chance to earlier because we'd already recorded for the week when that all started. And now it's live, so we can edit it out. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you to our patrons over patreon.com slash bumblecast, ko-fi.com slash bumblecast, and our YouTube members for supporting us and making this show possible. Big thank you to Jennifer R. and Professor Rye, who are helping to moderate and <laughs> manage the deluge of questions <laughs> that are coming in. Uh, please keep it to one question at a time. Don't ask another one until you've heard your previous one answered. And if you want your question guaranteed answered on the show, uh, submit us a super chat of any denomination. We have a hard two hour limit today because of circumstances. So let's just get right to it. Dive in. Kyle, ask me something. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I'm trying. I'm trying. Ah. All right, let's start off with a question here. The very first one comes to us from S. Shining. I think Archie Sonic can't use all the power of the Chaos Emerald, as in a super form, he is stated far weaker than Chaos Knuckles, who is equivalent of one emerald. What do you think? Uh, I think a lot of it is wibbly-wobbly, Silver Age, <laughs> superheroic mindset. But there's also the fact that in the Archie pre-reboot continuity, Knuckles was imbued with chaos energy at like a genetic level he was a living chaos emerald until he came back from the dead but let's not go down that rabbit hole so that's i don't know it's like the difference between tapping into power from an electrical outlet and being the lightning yeah that sounds about or right. you could argue that sonic is smart enough to not try to play god yeah that would be smart Here's a question from Stacy H. Do you all think the Sonic kids would get along if they all hung out for fun one day? For example, Tails, Cream, Charmy could even throw Marine and Ray in there and even Kit. What are your thoughts? Everybody, yes, up until you got to Kit. Mm. Kit is... Mm, Kit, Kit has the issues. He has the problems. So I, I think he might be a bit of a downer. But otherwise, yeah, everyone would get along fine. <laughs> and we got a question here from marshall h how do you feel about sonic's death in the 2006 games last story the presentation effect on characters and the sub subsequent effort to bring him back through the last level of the game uh the general premise of everyone coming together to race through the crumbling space time to find the emeralds and you know invoke a miracle to bring him back on paper. That's a neat idea. The melodrama of it, not so much. <laughs> and the frustration of if all Nephilus had to do was make Elise cry, you know, and he can time travel freely. Why did he enlist silver? Why did he do any of what he did? The, the cutscene shows that he just teleports in to that point in time and shivs Sonic in the back. Just, Boop. You're dead. I win. Mwahahaha. Wow. It's just, it makes the entire game pointless. It makes Mephilus a screaming idiot. 
is there. <laughs> well, I mean, he he kind of is. He's, yeah. But here's the thing, though. Is that, like, Sonic 06 was just flat out unfinished, and that includes the story. I don't think people really <clears> quite <throat> realize that. It's It's completely unfinished. Everything about it. That's why we have the blue hedgehog mistranslation thing. Right, just, right. But not done. At the same time, that's what's been published, and that is what has been introduced into canon, and right. they have to take that as presented. Right, right. I mean, that is as uh, as cliche as it, is, as it is, what it is. So, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, it's still, like, you know, kind of half-baked. Well, we got a question here from The Saxon. Ian or Kyle, would you say Serge's memories are broken, that the truth has gone unspoken? Has she even forgotten her name? Also, thanks, Jennifer and Rye, for being awesome mods. <laughs> Jennifer giving, gives the thumbs up. Yay! Yay, thank you. I spent all day in the summer heat running errands, so my brain is fried. That is a song reference, right? I, 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 I maybe. The Saxon is being funny, and I am being too obtuse to respond properly. <laughs> I might be too, but has she forgotten Saxon, her name? Saxon, I apologize. Has 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 she forgotten her name though? Does she have another name? Is that her real name, or is that something we'll find out? Is that a knowing smile? Spoiler alert! Ah, uh, see, I don't know everything. Evans got up her sleeve, so uh, who knows? Hmm, that sounds like a knowing smile to me. You know, I think you know more than you're letting on. Ten, tangential knowing smile, I guess. I don't I know. Think that, I think you know more than you're letting on. That Ian Flynn's up to something. <laughs> <sighs> and we got a question from Maple T. Dead adopted sibling swap. What if Maria had lived and was immortal somehow? And if Tails died, in what ways would Shadow and Sonic respectively be different? Uh, hmm. So Gerald perfected the ultimate life form juice pumped it into maria gun goes bang and she goes ow what you do that for now you're in for it and proceeds to liberate the ark <laughs> um so sonic you know grows up 50 years later in the world where maria the terrible ultimate queen has conquered all of the earth and shadow is her chief enforcer and uh sonic kind of goes in half bait because he has no young understudy to temper him or say, Hey, that's stupid. And he gets a uh, chaos spirit out of an airlock. There you go. Dang. All right. <laughs> Let's jump over to some super chats for a bit. Starting off with one from nickel plated. Thank you. If the eclipse cannon fired in SA two, would the planet be destroyed or would dark Gaia emerge even sooner? <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, the obvious answer is there wouldn't be Dark Guy because I hadn't thought of that yet. But well, let's not think about that. That's not fun. That's not the fun answer. No, no, no. Uh, hmm. <laughs> let's see. The Eclipse Cannon without all the Chaos Emeralds blew a hefty chunk out of the moon. A fully loaded Eclipse Cannon could probably blow open the Earth enough to let Dark Guy out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that. The question is, as it, you know, as this giant demonic form starts rising like a worm out of the apple would he would it fall apart immediately because it was woken up too soon or would the eclipse cannon recharge fast enough for eggman to go ah what is that kill it kill it zap and punch a hole straight through the planet yeah (laughs) 
the Earth's in bad shape, one way or the other. We're, we're, yeah, the planet is pretty much screwed, regardless. Ugh. Oh well, who needs? Chip it? gets enough time to go. Man, that was a bright laser. I hope they don't fire that again. Nope, and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we got another super chat from System Five Hundred Nine. How does a sleepover at Vanilla's house go if Cream invited Tails, Amy, and Charmy? Very wholesome. It would go, yeah, very wholesome, and you better believe everyone's out asleep at lights out at, I don't know, what time do kids go to bed these days? I don't know. I went to bed at like 8.30, 9 o'clock when I was yeah, there you real go. little. So, I, I mean, Amy's like, I, I'm, I'm a little old for bedtimes, and Vanilla's like, you're here for the sleepover. Uh-huh. Go to bed. So you better sleep. <laughs> Here's one from Newt the Gamer. Thank you for your super chat. Hello. If Eggman had actually used Omega, do you think Omega would be happy serving the Eggman Empire or would he eventually rebel like metal? I don't have a ton of stuff to back me up on this, but my headcanon is that Omega was never intended to be slighted, that he was put there to protect OG Shadow and he just thought he was being mothballed. So had he been deployed properly, he would have gone toe-to-toe with Sonic. And arguably, he might have won. Because 06 says he managed to take down Shadow. And Shadow and Sonic are comparable in ability. So Omega might have won for the Eggman Empire. (laughs) We got a super chat here from Starlight Sec. The rumor come out. Does Starline is gay? But no, seriously, that guy's gay-coded AF. <laughs> I I don't want to say no because you're right. <laughs> it's more that he was meant to be theatrical and bombastic in a similar fashion to Eggman. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Eggman comes across the same way. No, he so, Mostly what I'm trying to get at is that I didn't intend for him to be a stereotype along those lines, mm-hmm. but folks really responded to his eccentricities, shall we say? So I kind of leaned a little more into that because give the people what they want. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We got a question, a super chat question from Joe M. Will the next Starline Q&A be accomplished v- via contacting him from hell? <laughs> no, we're we're going to stage it as it's like an hour before Sonic 50 happens. <laughs> no, sorry to oh. sorry to bother you during your busy schedule, Doc, but we're going to do a Q&A real quick before mm-hmm. you move on to the next stage of your plan if that's okay. Mhm. Mhm. The oof is big. <sighs> JJ Slider has a super chat question. Thank you. Sonic Chronicles is non-canon, but is it like Generations Crisis City, where it's just a different unexplored timeline? Or is it just not part of the multiverse the rest of the games exist in at all? Yeah, it's in the cosmic trash can. <laughs> well, that's not very nice. Why, no. Why does, why does I have the, a lot of neat ideas. Why does the whole thing get... Uh, the whole multiverse gets a whole cosmic interstate, but anything ejected from that multiverse gets <laughs> thrown just into a random cosmic trash can. The heck, man. It's because everything's really on a giant, a giant cosmic desktop. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know. 
We got another super chat from OzJamH. What would you say makes a good or bad rival, and how do you approach making one appropriate for certain characters? Also, what are we like, mm. Also, what are both of your guys' favorite rivals as well? The fated battle between Ian and Kyle. Yes, we will fight <laughs> and promptly <laughs> be like, uh, "This is stupid. You want to go for pizza?" <laughs> Kyle, can we call it a draw if we just go get a burger? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like, what are we even fighting for? It'd be stupid. We're not really. We're we're, we're not rivals. We're no. compatriots. We're partners in crime. Pretty much. Yeah. Especially the crime part. I mean, no. <laughs> what are we talking about? No. Like, do we even disagree on anything? Uh, here and there. Like, I like cheese. You don't like cheese. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That. There we go. That, there's that's a few. The there's depth, a few. That's the depth of our rivalry. <laughs> there's a few. There's a few other things we probably don't agree on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but for building a good rival. Uh, kind of comes down to the question of what do you want the rival to do for the protagonist? If you want it to be some, just something for fun, then you don't need to do anything too antagonistic. You know, see what attributes of the protagonists are what you're focusing on and have the rival contrast or exemplify something about that. Like, what is it about your protagonist that the rival does better or equally good. What is it that causes friction between them? And is that friction something that's going to cause resentment or is it something that inspires the fun tete-a-tete sort of thing? Uh, like we'll, we'll do Sonic because that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Like Sonic and Knuckles rivalry. They're both heroic. They're both extremely powerful characters. They both are very independent and strong-willed. But Sonic is kind of glib. He's very fast-paced. He's jokey. And Knuckles is not. He's kind of steadfast. He's stern. He's He takes things a little ser- too seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's where the friction is. But they're still friends, or at least friendly rivals. There's respect there. They understand that in a bad situation, they can rely on each other. They may not want to stay in the same room after things are done, but you know, there there's not going to be any lingering hatred. It's just, you know, Knuckles is like, all right, we're done here later. Yeah. And Sonic's like, Hey, you want to hang out a little bit more? No, you sure? No. I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> whereas with Sonic and shadow now, this is, you know, kind of variable. There is a degree of respect there as well, but I think it's different. I think Shadow is in a different headspace from Knuckles because he is more insular and in general more antagonistic, more willing to meet things uh, in a confrontational way. So when he and Sonic butt heads, I see it going much more antagonistic a lot faster. And where Sonic teases Knuckles because he knows he can get a rise out of him. His teasing of Shadow is he knows it kind of baits him a little bit. So I'm not going to say that they're like straight up enemies because they're typically not. No. But it's easier for them to come to blows. It's easier for them to not find common ground. It's easier for there to be friction between them. And 
it makes for a different dynamic. So, you know, if you have a Sonic and Knuckles thing, you know, you're not going to get the same scenario as if it were Sonic and Shadow. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, oh, also, what does your, who do you, who's would be your favorite rival? That was the other part of the question. Ah, uh, shoot. Um, I got one. I feel like mm. Flint Hart Glom Gold. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep, he's a great rival for uh, Scrooge. Like he's everything Scrooge is dialed up to eleven. Yeah, and with the worst possible negative spin point mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. He's very fun. That's why I like him. Um, shoot, I feel like there's a bajillion instances, and I cannot think of one off the top of my head to save my life. Dad, come it. I know. I had to check. I mean. Knuckles and Shadows, the obvious ones, but I don't know, man. <laughs> like I said, I'm kind of fried right now. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. We got plenty of questions, including a bunch of standard questions. Um, I'm going to say we already have over a hundred of the standard questions about <laughs> almost. So, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to cut off the standard questions now because we're not going to be able to get through all of them. I'm sorry. But unfortunately, there's just too many. <laughs> so the ones we don't you. get to today will be rolled over into the standard queue. Yeah, we'll try to get to as many of those as we can in later episodes. So sorry about that, guys. Thank you so much for listening and for asking your questions, though. It's very much appreciated. And uh, if you are wanting to send in super chats, we are still accepting those. We will be accepting those up until about 30 minutes before the end of our stream today. So. You've got some time if you want to uh, send in super chats. All right, and we got uh, going to switch back over to the standard questions for a bit. Get into this one here from Vlad C. If Sega lets you explore any existing character's full backstory slash history, who would you choose? Hard mode, no knuckles, shadow, or emerald? Boo! Boo! <laughs> uh... You can't delve into yeah. Knuckles' backstory anyway because you've been sued. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> uh, not Sonic because I like his simplicity. I like that air of mystery too. Maybe Amy. Mm. Actually, um, that might be. Yeah, she would be pretty interesting. I mean, we've got a smidgen of backstory to her, but you know, it wouldn't hurt to maybe explore that a bit more and you know maybe investigate the leap from classic to modern with a little more scrutiny mm-hmm. and fill in a couple blanks here and there. I got a uh, suggestion. Hmm. Uh, Blaze. Oh, yeah. Durr. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Rouge also yeah. might be a fun one to uh, get deeper into to Maybe. learn more about. Eggman wouldn't hurt because nah, we, we yeah. have breadcrumbs here and there, but <laughs> Eggman would be would be very good. Um, yeah, here's one. Here's a good one. Tommy Turtle. We never, we never got to know enough about him. Got to go back. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, maybe we don't. <laughs> one might say that by the end he was already spread too thin. Oh no! Oh no! Oh boy! It's a fine mist. Oh boy. Ooh, too soon? Actually, it's been over a decade. Should have happened. It already happened soon enough. Then they brought him back. (laughs) And then you did it again. 
for keeps. And this time you turned him you turned him to goo. <laughs> you turned him to liquid. Good job. <laughs> this is for real this time. <laughs> Tonight I shower in turtle soup. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, Jeffrey St. John has a question. Uh, San Diego Comic Con took place this month. A lot of trailers and announcements look very interesting. To the Bumble Bros, are there any upcoming movies or shows you're looking forward to? Uh, let's see. One of the Marvel things they trotted out and was like, ooh, yeah, okay, that one I actually kind of want to see. And I can't remember which one it was. Mm, let's see. Do, do we want to go through them? There's the Agatha series, which honestly eh. is probably one I'm more interested in, but only because Agatha was great. That was fun. But. Yeah. The actress is like the only reason I have any interest in that at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wakanda forever, because I kind of want to know where they're going to take things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm at. See, the thing with the Marvel films now is if they keep them self-contained, I kind of want to know what their individual next steps are. Like Shang-Chi was charming enough. It, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel. Uh, we watched Eternals finally the other day and it, it was a little bumpy, but I was engaged by the end. It's like, okay, I kind of want to see where these guys are going. Yeah. So that's all right in that regard. Yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really focused on the phase four, phase five in game, whatever, blah. Like I, I want them to bring it, down focused again i want to see where they're going with gardens of galaxy mm-hmm. yeah. i'm interested in them uh the daredevil return and what they do with that because i've always liked the i've always liked the street level heroes so i'm interested to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. if they uh keep daredevil at that level or if they're gonna start trying to bring him into the more <laughs> uh cosmic side of things which eh, we'll see the multiverse cosmic stuff who knows they need something on the lower level though they they can't have like universe ending threats all the time no that's exhausting so and we got a question from pedanticat how would sonic and the black knight have played out if merlina summoned sticks and what title would have <laughs> gone what what and what title would sticks have gone by knight of the crazy conspiracies Knights are a label of the man, and she won't be contained. <laughs> yeah, no. However, <laughs> you're presenting this idea of a fascist overlord. Heck, yeah, she'll fight the system and bring it down. Mm-hmm. That, that King Arthur ain't gonna know what happened to him when that boomerang hits him upside the helmet. Clong! And then when Marlena does her vile but inevitable tr- Betrayal sticks is overjoyed because she totally called it. She knew she was going to be betrayed. She knew it was going to happen. You can't be that good. You can't be that nice. You're too altruistic. I called it. Now what do I do? <laughs> sure. Here's a question from Qatar Station. What if the call wasn't a pacifist? What if the call wasn't a pacifist and joined Pachakamak? There we go. Yeah, that. Oh, that's the end of the sentence. That's the end of the Joined sentence. her father. Yes. Uh, she'd be dead. <laughs> well, I mean, she, that's was, it. she was dead before, apparently. Well, and she's, yeah, dead, and she's yeah. dead now. So what's the difference? <laughs> she wouldn't have been able to approach the shrine because she wouldn't have had the calm and loving 
demeanor that coaxed chaos out to begin with. Mm -hmm. She would have been amongst the soldiers who led the chow slaughter. And then we would have had perfect chaos, just drown them all. And there would have been nothing to contain him. So he would have had his temper tantrum until he got over it, I guess. (laughs) All right. And we'd have no angel Island and we'd have no knuckles. Well, that's the worst of all. Oh, never mind. That's ruined. It's ruined forever. What's not ruined forever is this question from Raphael C. Actually, we don't know that yet. I have, we haven't answered it, so maybe we we'll <laughs> ruin it forever. We'll find out. <coughs> the two worlds are gone. Are the two dimensions gone too? It seems to me that all classic games have been canonized and become the past again. Can't really comment on that right now. I guess things are currently in flux. Let me just put it this way. I said too much back when two worlds were dead and nobody knew it yet. So I'm not going to cross that line again. (laughs) MSP169 is a question. Could you see Cream and Belle having a mini story together? Both are kind of people. Both are kind people and both do not fight. So could you see that working or would they need accompanying characters? Uh, maybe just depends on the nature of the story. And, you know, Cream doesn't like to fight, but she will protect others in need. And Belle doesn't like to fight, but she can flail in someone's general direction. So they aren't helpless. They'd be able to handle stuff. You you don't want to screw with Cream when she's mad because you won't. Yeah, you won't like Cream when she's angry. <laughs> Here's a question from My Small Corner. Thoughts on Tails dealing with PTSD and leaving the team during forces? What do you think their reactions would have been? Do you think they would have tried to stop him? I didn't particularly like that myself, and apparently it's not in the Japanese version, so one wonders just how canon that take is. But that's problematic, because then you got to ask which version of the game do you follow, and do you leave the audience out in the cold? Saying, yeah, you played the game in this region? Eh, don't follow that story. Do your research on this other version. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to be tackled or handled or if it's even going to be acknowledged in the future. But uh, it does seem to... It could potentially fit in with the litany of Tails' lack of ability to perform you know, since like unleashed forward, which does fly in the face of his competency in SA one and two. Uh, <laughs> it'd be nice if it got at least addressed and maybe, you know, just tie a bow on it and say, yeah, all that happened. Move forward. Cause that might be the, the only way you can deal with all that. Mm. Yeah. We got a question here from Syed C. It's going to be the last one before we switch over to some super chats. Uh, would you want to write a Sonic storybook type adventure in the comics like you did with Classic Sonic in Mega Drive and the 30th anniversary comic? Ooh, that's an idea. Oops. Something kind of self-contained so we're not derailing the main book for a while. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. That might be fun to have. Yeah, like we've talked about before, like Sonic and the Wizard of Oz or Sonic and the Hundred Acre Wood or, you know, stuff like that. Sonic and Atlas Shrugged, you know. No. Classics <laughs> for all the children. <laughs> Let's not and say we didn't. Shall we? No. Sonic and Slaughterhouse 5, you know. Okay. It lends itself well enough. Maybe we can have that one. 
All right, let's get some super chats out of the way. Starting with this one from Scurvy Pirate Hog. Setting M Robotnik and Boom Eggman swap places. How does this scenario go? Uh, the Boom crew actually has to work okay. for once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't have to work too hard because Sad AM Robotnik doesn't have a lot of stuff to work with. Like he's got a small base with a moderate sized Badnik army, but nothing like he's used to working with. Boom Eggman. <laughs> for one thing, he wants that place cleaned up. It is so freaking dingy. He, I know. It's so dirty. It's, his place is clean. His place is immaculate. Uh huh. How did you let it get to this point? And, you know, Snively, for a brief moment, is happy that he has an Eggman that is not constantly browbeating him and seems to be a little more focused on smaller tasks and getting things done. But then he keeps talking about evil cookies and evil ham, and maybe he's not quite the guy to run the show, and he's really not paying attention. Oh, he'd be very easy to overthrow, wouldn't he? And he's in jail. <laughs> and it's done. Whoops. Huh. You'd be sad that his this uh, this world's Sonic and him couldn't be frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> Sadam Sonic would be very slow to warm to the idea, but given enough time with Boom Eggman in Knothole, he'd he'd come around. Probably, yeah, that's true. That's true. We got a super chat from Chaos Sonic One. What if Leon Daw was sent out instead of Julie Sue, and how would it go when she faced Knuckles, and would she have been redeemed or stay bad? Huh. It's been a long time since I read the old Knuckle books. Um he, she would, well, for one thing, she'd know who Knuckles was at a glance, for sure. Hmm. And she wouldn't stop until she tried to kill him. Like, she would not prioritize anything else. It would be, here I am, here you are, die, die, die. Uh, one would hope that Locke, the ever-vigilant father that he is, would recognize who she is, you know, given that she isn't in her standard issue pajamas. Mm -hmm. So maybe he would intercede because, you know, the commissar of the dark Legion is going to be a larger threat than random legionnaire, presumably. So he might've interceded and knuckles would have been left in the dark for a bit. You know, he wouldn't have been able to explore things like he did with Julie Sue. Um, but beyond that, I I, no, I can't see Leanda reforming. She was too deeply dyed in the bowl. Mm. Here's a question from Frost Canine. Greetings, Bumble Bros. How well do you think would Nicole get along with GLaDOS and HAL 9000? <laughs> She'd be horrified. I think she would be, yes. She would not get along with them at all. <laughs> I mean, she'd try to be polite at first, but then uh, once she understood what they were all about, Mm -mm. No, she would be doing her utmost to ensure that they don't get back to her world. Yes, yes, it, it would be it would be fun though. <laughs> it would be. A, I would like to see that comic. <laughs> I mean, she and Glados eventually find common ground after Hal shuts Glados down, and she has to jump into the potato. Mm, but good point. Good point. <laughs> yes. 
All right, we got one here from Dr. Hacks 1488, aka Speedweed. If Mega Man, including X and Metroid crossed over, which Robot Masters and Mavericks worked would go toe to toe with Dark Samus and Ravenbeak? Oh God. <laughs> it's too many. <laughs> I mean like, they, they it's like could... throwing me in the ball and saying pick which balls to throw at the target. Well here's the thing though. They could all try to go toe to toe with Dark Samus and Ravenbeak and they'd probably all get slaughtered. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> fully kitted out X might be might. comparable to what Samus has on the daily. Might, <laughs> but, but dark Samus though. No, like most Mavericks would go down pretty bloody quickly. Yes, yes. Maybe Sigma would stand a chance. Maybe, but even then, Sigma would Sigma would die, and then the virus would get absorbed by dark Samus and she'd start shooting Sigma viruses at people. <laughs> no, we really don't need this. It's terrible. Every now and again, you just see Sigma's face laughing behind the dark Samus visor. <sighs> just what we need. We don't need that. Samus gets tagged by a stray hit. And now Sigma's like laughing in her helmet. Every now and again, you go into that visor mode and his face does a pop scare on you. Oh, dear. I don't like this. I I mean, I do like this. That's very funny. (laughs) Uh, Well, we got another one here from Super Sonic Fan. In issue 16 of the Sonic X comic series, Sonic had to ask Amy on a date because he lost a bet with Knuckles. What was the bet? An excuse plot. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that that whole book was an excuse plot, really. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> from what I know about it, because I didn't, I never got the chance to read it, but <laughs> I know it got very silly eventually. Oh, got very silly. Extremely. Yeah. <laughs> it was like boom before boom. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one from J Chance. <clears throat> What are your thoughts on screenwriter Pat Casey saying that Knuckles and Sonic's electricity is basically chaos energy? Okay. I mean, it's his movie. He can do whatever he wants, I guess. Yeah, that's the movie universe. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) And we got a question here. This will be our last super chat for a little bit. This one here is from Sonic High. Ian, Kyle, are British people real? Oh, yes. I have met them. I have as well. They do, in fact, I've even been to Britain land. But the real question is, are Canadians real? No, 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 no. No. They're they're all actors. Okay, yeah. From from Britain, actually. Oh, well, that would actually make some sense. Although I hear there's one Mm -hmm. part where there there's one area where there are actors from France. Well, yeah, because it's an it's an international broadcast. Right. Okay, that makes sense. I get it. I get it. Seriously, though, the one time I went to Summer Summer of Sonic in London was an absolute amazing show. Incredible Sonic fans. Lots of cool people. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, People having some fun in the chat. People in the chat are tattling on me. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Here's a question from Darker. In Archie... Sonic said his Super's Multiplier is 1,000 times in power and speed. 
But in Scourge's data file, it states that Superform is a 2x in strength and 3x in speed, which is true. Was it a retcon? Yeah, sure. We'll chalk it up to that. <laughs> Couldn't be that uh, Sonic would make maybe make his, uh, <laughs> his stats sound much better than they actually are or anything like that. No. Sonic would never, never, ever be like that. <laughs> anyway, something's going on over there, is it? I'm being friends with water. Canada is real. <laughs> They're lovely people. <laughs> uh, Aaliyah attack. <laughs> is that what's going on? <laughs> I have been spared because I'm live. Okay, good. Okay, good. You'll be, you will die. You will die after the show. Yeah. So let's, uh, that's that's let's make sure to answer as many questions as we can. Cause there won't be any more after this. Okay. <laughs> Certified. Nobody has a question. IDW has sidelined Knuckles a lot in the last five years. Now that the movies have reestablished him as a main character that's on par with Sonic, do you think that will carry through to other media? It might. I mean, it's not so much a conscious decision. Let's bench Knuckles. It's just something that's a problem with the character, right. which is, you know, every time he's got to show up, we've got to account for the island and the emerald. Mm. And that plot point gets real tired real fast. Yeah. What's going on over there? <laughs> you guys having problems? No, she was just plugging in the phone. Oh, okay. I thought, I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It's just funny. Like, are you dying over there? What's going on? You you falling over? <laughs> All right, here we go. We got a question here from Yudi Nada. I I'm, I don't think that's their real name. Hmm. Suspicious. Hello, Bumble Bros. What if Maria Robotnik was more like Robotnik? Devilish, narcissistic, and had an IQ of 300. We, we, didn't we do that earlier? <laughs> At the beginning of the show? Accidentally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is assuming that, you know, she survived the arc incident. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, maybe in that scenario, she's trying to figure out how to cure herself so that she can conquer the world, and oops, ran out of time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Something like that. Here's a question from Honey and Lemon. Fun little game. What's a Disney song that reminds you of each main Sonic character and relationships? Example, You'll Be In My Heart reminds me of Sonic and Tails' found family bond. Yeah, okay. Um, now to recall the entire Disney renaissance and analyze it and apply it to a minimum of four characters on the fly. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> Well, I mean, I can see Knuckles training to let's get down to business <laughs> to defeat badniks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, let's see. Hmm. You know Eggman's mantra, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I, I'd pay a shiny nickel to hear Mike Pollock sing that in character. <laughs> I mean, I'd pay Mike Pollock to hear to hear him sing any song in character. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do we want to maybe circle back on this one or something later? Maybe because a, a lot, lot of what I'm thinking of is so character driven because they're musicals, right? You know, it's hard to the musicals are used well, and at least in a good musical, they're used to inform the character or drive the narrative. Maybe I'm being too specific-minded about it. Yeah, maybe. Amy, okay, here's one. Amy, part of your world for Amy. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is, is we have a question from Michael B. Adam and, Adam and Nicole were originally planned to be in a romantic relationship. Will Omega find his soulmate? Will he find it in the form of that homicidal AI Shodan from System Shock? <laughs> yes, perhaps. Uh, I, I don't remember that particular bit the beginning. Or GLaDOS. You don't remember Adam and Nicole originally planned to be in a romantic relationship? I don't know. No. Was that part of, like, unreleased plans put out or something? I don't know. Did, hmm. I'm glad I didn't hear about that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming this was not your plan. No, 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 no. Okay, maybe it's a headcanon thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um... <laughs> But Omega has only one love, and that is destruction. It's kind of like how Deadpool is in love with death. Mm-hmm. The abstract. I don't mean like the actual character. It's <laughs> No, that's uh, that's Thanos' thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, no, um, Omega just loves his job, and his job is to destroy all inferior models. Mm. Okay, I'm being told that was a plan by Carl Bowlers, apparently. Okay. All right. Here's a question from color splash bonus how would you write irish the hedgehog into idw and if you don't want to share because you view it as possible please do i really want irish in the comics here's an alternate question if sega told you you had to introduce irish in issue 50 how would you change how would that change things (laughs) irish has to show up in issue 50 Uh uh-huh the thing that was like meticulously crafted to give as much fight time as possible okay um Surge grabs Sonic by the throat, drags him off at Mach 1, and as they go speeding past, we have, like, two panels of Irish with a map in his hands going, Faith, I'm I'm lost again. Well, I guess I'll go this way out of the city and thus walk straight out of the narrative. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? They didn't specify how long or how much of a role he had to play. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be fun if he was a background gag character in like Resistance HQ. Yeah, you know, he just he's, he just happens to be there, and every now and again, he gets to the line of dialogue. All right, we're gonna switch back over to super chats for a bit, starting with this one from Bleeding Thumbs ninety seven. How differently would the Metal Virus play out if it were Cream who became infected instead of Vanilla? How would Vanilla react? How would she fare against Xena, and would she be able to avoid infection? Uh, this is going under the assumption that Vanilla is a civilian and not a combatant at all. She would tend to everyone as best she could in a support role. And then assuming that she's part of the last ditch team there at the end, hmm, maybe it would kind of come down to general acting as a distraction trying to keep his distance as he's fighting Xena. And then right when Xena figures she's won and has done horrible things to general because he's a robot and he can get away with that in kids media. That's when vanilla does the sneaky sneaky and takes the emerald from her and tosses it through the portal as they get overrun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Ian, we have a lot of super chat questions now that are, yep. we've pulled, we've backed up quite a few. So we very much appreciate you guys sending in your super chats. You guys are amazing. Um, but like I'm, I'm going to say, like 
<laughs> maybe maybe give it like 10 more minutes or so and uh <laughs> we'll see where we are we're gonna try and get through them so as we if we get too much of a backlog we can cut it off earlier because we, we want to make sure everyone gets answered and we do have to stop at eight yes we do have to stop at the at the two hour mark and we're we do want to get through all the super chats so let's do get through as many as we can here's one from nickel plated a Sonic Hero story, but replace Team Chaotix with Mighty Ray and El Gran Gordo. <laughs> what, is their, <laughs> what is their team dynamic, and how do their interactions with other teams play out? <laughs> See, that actually kind of works, because Neo Metal had taken over Eggman's persona. Yeah. So instead of hiring the Chaotix under a pseudonym, although he didn't even give a name, it was just a bad voice filter, mm-hmm. it's El Gran Gordo trying to take back the Eggman empire without losing face. No, of course, Eggman didn't lose. That's Eggman being very competent in his big plan. But I, Elgron Gordo, will overthrow him for reasons don't ask. (laughs) And Ray is marking out the entire time. He he drinks the Kool-Aid. He is, he, he stands Elgron Gordo big time. Mighty sees through it immediately. But they're ultimately fighting evil, and he's not going to let Ray down, so he plays along with it. Alrighty. And we got a question here from Jams. Super chat. What would you want to see done for the characters introduced in the Tales games? Battle Cuckoo and Archie were cool for their connection to Jet's team. It would be neat if we could revisit that idea. I don't know if we could, though. Hmm. Um, that and at this juncture, I'm assuming... And this is me. This is just me. I'm assuming that they'd be classic only and the rogues would be modern only. So there might be that degree of separation. I do want to see the Armada back, though, in some classic story at some point, because they're just a fun villainous force. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see them again. All right. We got another super chat from Alex 120. What's up, guys? It's movie night. What are your go-to snacks and drinks? Oh, I'm a simple guy. Salted popcorn and a pop. <laughs> I mean, I just, I generally have water, if anything, usually. I'm not much of a snacker with movies. At Not at the movies, for sure. It's way too expensive. <laughs> yeah, so, nah, just just some water or whatever. Not, a, not really a snacker. At least not the movies. Here's a question from Excel Hedge. Who wins in a fight? Shadow without his limiter rings or Amy without her limiter rings? <laughs> <laughs> Amy. No, I mean, she's got the reach with a hammer. Yeah. It's not mechanical. It's not going to get stopped by chaos spears. They're just going to get bounced back. Mm-hmm. Chaos blast. She knocks it right back in his face. That's right. <laughs> he may have it. chaos control, but she's going to chaos curb stomp him. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, maybe she's Amy Rose normally, but now she's Amy Risen. <laughs> uh, J Chance has a super chat question. How would a Vector and Whisper team up go? <laughs> Honestly, I can see it working. Yeah. Like, for all his goofiness, Vector is a competent detective. He is insightful. Yes. And he does get the job done. But he is a goof. Mm-hmm. So... 
he would be the perfect foil to whisper because she could stay the straight man of the two, mm-hmm. but Vector would still drive the narrative because he would be able to find the clues and lead them onto the next plot point for them to engage in. Yeah. Yeah. That works just fine. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Hmm. Hmm. Here's one from Sonic Mania 2099. If classic Sonic didn't have that infamous retcon, how would Mighty and the others be introduced? Also, shout out to Anime Matsuri 2022. Hello, Anime Matsuri 2022. Uh, infamous retcon, Mighty and Ray introduced. I'm not Classic sure I follow. Sonic didn't have the infamous retcon. Yeah, I'm not. What infamous retcon of being like generations, like like being shoved into an alternate dimension instead of being the past or what? Because even still. Even still, from my understanding, Sega Sonic Arcade is part of the classic timeline. So it just happens before Mania does. Mm. I, I, mm, I I don't know. What I do know is we got a question here from Godzilla. Hello, Ian. We will be having civilized but heated words regarding your slander of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, in a most recent Bumblecast. Prepare yourself. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fine. So, everyone's entitled to their opinion and you can be wrong. Uh, yes. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, no matter how wrong it is. So <laughs> here's my beef with King of the, Mo- here are my beefs with mm-hmm. King of the monsters. Number one, we don't get to see enough of the actual monster fights. Yeah. It's all super close up. It's Michael Bay transformers. Here's the CG wibbly wobbling in your face <laughs> and you can't see it. Kong versus Godzilla found the perfect balance. Like the first Godzilla, when Godzilla is fighting the Mutos, that is money. That's cash. I freaking adore those fights. But you get like one and a half. It's not enough for a good kaiju smackdown. Mm-hmm. King of the Monsters, you don't get to see the fights. You mostly get these like shaky cam up close toys knocking together. You barely get to see anything. But Kong versus Godzilla, you get to see the monsters fight. Mm -hmm. And there's interesting set pieces and there's fun choreography. And each fight is a little different in its own way. And it tells the story and it builds towards the end. That's all great. King of the Monsters doesn't do that. It has some neat visuals to be sure. And the volcanic interpretation of Rodan is a great callback to the original Rodan film. I hate, hate with a passion that he has like this little Falco grin when he's fighting the <laughs> jet fighters. Yeah. That's that's too much personality. That's too human <laughs> for these giant freaking monsters. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of skated the line in the first film when Godzilla's lying there taking a breather and he sees the puny little human that you don't need to look at because blah. And he just has this kind of tired sigh of, oh, you're still here. I have to keep fighting. Fine. And he gets up and he does. That's close enough. That shows just enough awareness that you're like, okay, there's a reason why he's fighting aside from let them fight. Mm -hmm. But the Rodan grin was, it was petty. It was, it was evil. It was, you can almost hear him do the scratch as he spins through him. It's (laughs) no, like 
with Ghidorah, you had the different personalities between the heads, and that that's okay because it was kind of that animal level of personality. There was a, a bit of distinction between each one, but they weren't too anthropomorphized. That's fine. That skates the line. Rodan's little grin just took me out of that entire sequence, and and they gave Mothra a stinger. Mothra does not have a stinger. Mothra is a gentle, beautiful creature who is entirely built around sacrifice and passiveness. And you give it a bloody stinger that undercuts everything that Mothra stands for. Yes. Thank you for coming for my Ted talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you can have that Ted talk. Um, apparently Sonic mania 2099 sent in a clarification that uh, they were referring to classic Sonic being from a different dimension rather than modern Sonic's past. Yeah, let's, um, as I said, let's not get into that right now. Let's not worry about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All here. That still doesn't affect, that still doesn't affect Mighty and Ray. Uh, alrighty then. Here's one from JJ Slider. Of the Chaos Control users, Hedgehog Trio, Emerald Blaze, others you know of, to what extent can each do its abilities, time travel, dimension travel, time stop, space distortion, ceiling? No, oh, Lord. You're asking for consistency. <laughs> Insane. Uh, like, Shadow's whole shtick is the time, well, the spatial warp. You know, hey, it's not his speed, he's using the Chaos Emerald to warp. You know, that's his thing. Um... Sonic could do it, but I don't think it's his preference. It might just be a personal thing. He prefers to do it on foot. Um, Blaze, Blaze is more at the whim of the Emeralds, I feel like. She feels the Soul Emeralds will or command or whatever and goes along with it. She's less actively doing so. But in IDW, she has used it to actively pop back and forth. So that's, but that comes from rush and saying that she no longer fears the power as much and is willing to embrace it. So as for silver, I mean, yeah, he and shadow did double chaos control for the time travel, but I don't think he's used it too much beyond that. Plus, you know, silver's already broken enough. He's OP. Give him the ability to full chaos control. Get out of here. <laughs> All righty. We better pick up these answers, Ian. We, we got a lot, so. Sorry, I got distracted by Godzilla talk. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, we're an hour in, and we got a lot to go, so. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Newt the Gamer has a question. So, Tails is name. Does he simply not like the name Miles, or did he realize that his name is a pun? Either way, it's a cruel joke on his parents' part. <laughs> I think it's more that uh, he's gotten so used to being called Tails. That's just what he goes by now. Mm. All right. Here's one. Another one from Chaos Sonic 1. Uh, one of my friends is making a few uh, original characters for his story. No, you don't have to read it. I am asking any ideas when it comes to you making uh, original characters in your stories. Uh, oh, I guess in the context of creating new OCs for a licensed product. I would assume something like that. Sure. Uh, in that regard, see what do they bring to the table? What niche do they fill? What hasn't already been accomplished or what hasn't been explored in the material that other characters can't do or wouldn't do as readily. Well, 
like Whisper's whole deal is someone who utilizes gear over physical abilities and is very taciturn and reserved in a cast full of very colorful and vivacious characters. Amy couldn't do that. Rouge couldn't do that. Rouge is reserved, but she oozes personality. She walks into the room. You notice Amy is very much alive is very much active. Neither of them could fill the kind of role that whisper does. And, you know, for Starline, an investigation of a character and how they work under Eggman and studying, or not studying, but uh, exploring what Eggman's methodology is and poking holes in it and then making that kind of a meta commentary on the series itself. No other character could do that. You can't put Zavok in that role. Come on now. <laughs> And we don't have Snively anymore. And Orbot and Cubot are, they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to do that. That's not the type of characters they are. So when you're creating, if you're creating fan content, I guess, and you want to add material to it, well, for one thing, it's fan content. It's for you. You know, do what you want. But if you want to put some kind of restrictions on yourself because you want the challenge, Ask yourself, what are these new characters doing to the narrative? What what do they add to the cast? What do they add to the whole vision that other characters and material don't already do? Hmm. All right. Uh, and with this, uh, we're going to have to say, we're going to have to call, do a cutoff of questions. No more questions tonight. Uh, so if anyone sends in a late super chat, I'm very sorry. Uh, we won't be getting it to it tonight, um, but if you happen to send it in, we'll go ahead and put it in a uh, the upcoming uh, priority episode. So, yeah, we're we're doing our best to get through these, so we're gonna keep on a rolling. Here's one from Lord Van Oscaro. Considering Zeddy's long lifespan, would there be an older, wiser Zor waiting for Silver in his time? Oh God. <laughs> Conceivably, yeah. Oh, boy. Why did you fix the past? Our future was perfectly awful. <laughs> Rude. How dare Silver. <laughs> Ozjam H has a question. A simple question for Mr. Fried Brain Ian. Uh, <laughs> I hope. Thank you. <laughs> How do you feel about filler in media? you think it can be a negative in some aspect or do you think it can enhance a piece of media more positively? Uh, it's understandable in some circumstances, but it, I would say if you have to do some kind of filler arc, like for scheduling reasons or whatever, just make it entertaining. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, there are a lot of filler arcs out there that try to add lore that doesn't work because it's not part of the greater vision. And thus you end up kneecapping yourself or it tries to not rock the boat so hard that it's just kind of mildly introspective fluff, which isn't engaging. So just do a small fun arc, mm -hmm. have the characters do something that kind of spins their wheels in an entertaining way, but doesn't necessarily you know, affect anything. 
And that way it's still kind of fun to go through, but you're not, so you're not, you know, uh, grinding your teeth, waiting for things to pick up again, but you're also not diminishing the greater product. I think the word filler gets thrown around a lot when it really should. Oh yeah, it's super inaccurately, but yeah, yeah, it, it gets it gets pushed around a lot. I mean, you can have more character-driven stuff that's not necessarily tied to a huge plot line or maybe even just tangentially yeah. related to it. You got to have that on occasion, at least, so. That way you have a reason to, uh, you know, kind of understand the characters and the way they, the ways they act and how they react to things and just, you know, to change things up a little bit. You got to have a little bit of a break once in a while. Eh, oh, well. Here's a question from Lord Van Oscaro. If you were to bring in knights into IDW, would they go on a large adventure with Sonic and company or would it be more something simple like them visiting various children's dreams like Ash and Creams. I want to do a proper full-on crossover, like mini-series, one-off special something, mm-hmm. with like Wise Man invading imaginary world. And so Lumina and Sonic and Knights have to join forces and save all the dreams everywhere. <laughs> In the night, dream delight. Here's one from Chaos Sonic 1 again. Sorry for bringing the rules. I'm going to leave YouTube chat, but what it, you don't have to. <laughs> but what is the situation <laughs> with Tikal and Chaos? Are they dead or not, or are they still usable? I am honestly not certain. I like to think that they're both at rest in the Master Emerald, that their spirits are kind of contained there, but they're free to come out if need be. But r- until something comes along one way or the other that's more headcanon than anything mm-hmm. all right here's one from joe m since chaos and Tikal went to heaven does that mean that sonic did kill him is the master emerald a portal to the afterlife since chaos left it in battle no god uh... <laughs> lots of the chaos and Tikal questions tonight maybe heaven is inside the master emerald <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just heavenly in there. <laughs> maybe he- maybe heaven is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I figure like to call when she sealed them away, as far as I understand, she, you know, sealed their spirits. Their corporeal forms are kaputskis because it's been however many years and their spirits endure. And then they manifest physically, Perhaps for a limited amount of time. Maybe within the proximity of the Master Emerald. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a question from 120 Mast. Does Sonic have a reason for having his powers? Every other character has a reason for theirs, and it's really weird because arguably he's the strongest out of all of them, even compared to Shadow, with no explanation. Mm, not everyone really has their explanation. Like, Sonic is fast because he can. Sonic just is. Tails can... F- Tails can fly because he spins his tails, but that makes no biomechanical sense whatsoever. We have no idea where Amy's hammer comes from. We don't know why Knuckles is incredibly strong. We have no idea where Silver got his TK powers from. He just does. Same with Blaze. She was born with them. Um, I thought they came as a curse from the Solar Emeralds, but apparently not. Apparently, she was born with these fire powers. So, there you go. Why? Is it a royal family thing? Who knows? 
<laughs> but I I like Sonic, even if they all did have some kind of backstory and explanation, I like Sonic not having it. I like him being this kind of mysterious, loner, vagabond, force of nature type of guy. <laughs> he, he's just a hedgehog who loves adventure, you know? Sonic just is, you know? He just is. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one from Testing. What are the mandates towards time travel? Is it allowed if you are exploring history that could affect any future, any existing slash future world building or lore? I am not really sure because I don't want to go there. (laughs) Time travel stories are a mess to deal with. They require a lot of thinking. And what we have gotten in Sonic is already kind of a tangled ball of yarn. So I, I just, I don't want to do that. I'm not smart enough to do a good time travel story, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I really don't want to go there. In general, though, I think Sega generally doesn't want us to mix past and present. Um, So I don't think we're going to see, like, modern in classic or classic in modern anytime soon. I mean, it's fine when they do it because it's their franchise, but... I I don't think we're going to be seeing any time hopping anytime soon, so I don't know what the limitations are on that. Mm. Oh, well. All right, here's a question from Starlight Sec. What IDW characters would shop at Hot Topic, and why is it Mimic? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking like old school Hot Topic, though, not modern Hot Topic. It's all like graphic goth, tees. Goth Hot Topic, yeah. Yeah. I still never got my cape from them. They didn't charge my card, but... Rude. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, he absolutely would. He (laughs) absolutely would. What about Surge? Oh, yeah. Easy. (laughs) Okay. Well, does it count as shopping if she's just robbing? I mean, I guess she's technically shopping until she commits the robbery, so... Yes. There's that distinction. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The Deadly Six, especially Zavok. I mean, them spiky bangles got to come from somewhere. That's right. <laughs> yes, this blacklight poster speaks to my inner darkness. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into a super chat from Scurvy Pirate Dog. Remember the meteor episode of Sonic Boom? Well, what if Blaze and Rouge touched it at the same time? I don't remember the meteor episode of Sonic Boom. That's when they changed switch bodies, I think. Sonic and Eggman switch oh, bodies. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, in that case, Rouge is just going to be, like, rolling around in the throne room with the soul emeralds going, yes! <laughs> and Blaze is trying to do her best to get back into the palace. Like, no, you don't understand. I am not the world-famous treasure thief, Rouge the Bat. I am actually your imperial princess. Gardon, stop hauling me out the door. Let me go. No, she's <laughs> going to touch them more. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> danger. Danger. <laughs> Supersonic fan has a question. What's every IDW Sonic villain's favorite TV show? Starline's favorite is Flatliners. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, that's a movie. That's not a TV show, but whatever. Too bad. (laughs) I don't watch TV. I don't know what's on TV anymore. I don't know what's on TV either. Flatliners is a movie from 1990. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. (laughs) See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I just looked oh, it up. Man. <laughs> I knew it was something. 
Um, IDW Sonic Villain's favorite TV show. They didn't say it had to be a current or new TV show. It could be something old. Yeah, but like... <laughs> Who's got time to watch TV? Boom Eggman, that's about it. <laughs> like the last dedicated TV watching I had was like Toonami. And, you know... <laughs> The, the Sonic Villain cast is not nearly as weeb as 90s Ian was. <laughs> hmm. I, hmm. I don't know. I don't know this one. Someone watches The Boys, maybe. <laughs> That's pretty, uh, pretty, do- pretty dark show. Someone might be into that. Maybe Eggman was walk- watching The Walking Dead and going, you know what? There's something to the zombie thing. <laughs> What about Rough and Tumble? What are they watching? The Great British Bake Off. (laughs) Yeah, probably. And they're probably arguing about it until they get into a fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. We might have to circle back to that one later. (laughs) We got this one here from System 509. Eggman versus Rick Sanchez. Who wins? Sorry, say again? Eggman versus Rick Sanchez. Who wins? Rick from Rick and Morty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not really a contest. It's Rick. <laughs> I, I I have still never seen Rick and Morty. I mean, Rick, Rick in his horribly mutilated form has more arsenal than Eggman's empire does. Rick jumps the multiverse on the daily. Eggman fumbles around with time travel in a single dimension. I mean, the blood alcohol content in Rick is probably like acidically caustic to other biological life forms. If Eggman could get a solid hit, he'd probably be burned like as if stabbing a xenomorph. I, I, it's probably going to be hell. Even pickle Rick could probably take down Eggman at this point. Mm hmm. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Stop bumping the mic over there, man. What are you doing? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I've been sitting in the same place for like... I know, I know, I know. An hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Get the restless leg. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, we're getting through these questions, though, so... Gonna try and get through as many more Super Chats, and get through the Super Chats, and then we'll switch back to the standard questions to close us out, so... Thanks for bearing with us, guys. Uh, Sonic Mania 2099 has a question. I heard someone at Anime Matsuri that you weren't great with fans. Were you being an Eggman? Also, why was get a no damage fight in issue 50? What? Okay. Um, I don't know who you spoke to at Anime Matsuri. Um, I don't know what their experience was because I only went to the original Anime Matsuri. God, how long ago was that? Um, at least three years two longer than that but yes longer than that yes but i mean we 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 have to discount three years because you haven't been to a show since covid so i mean my most regular ones were heroes con god well regardless like uh maybe i I don't know i don't want to say oh they're clearly bad mouth at me. Maybe I was having an off day. Maybe I misunderstood something they were trying to say and came across as Kurt or something. Uh, I thought you were Ian, not Kurt. Weird. <sighs> no, that was my grandfather. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. 
I I try to be open and welcoming to everyone. Maybe I was hungry. I I don't know if they didn't have a good experience. I am sorry. I do apologize. I just have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, as for no hit run Sonic Fifty, I sorry. You're gonna have to qu- clarify that one because everybody got hit. No damage fight in issue fifty. So, like, if you do a speed run of issue 50 and don't get hit, or, like, I, I don't know. Issue 50 is not a video game, so I don't think you can do that, but... Hmm. I'm confused. We have a question from Jay Chance. Wouldn't Amy be a perfect candidate to go super since thoughts become power and Amy cares deeply about others and Sonic? Yeah. Yes. Let it happen, Sega. Do it. Do it. Yoinky Sploinky has a question. It's a great name. Just right up there with Quaggle Gaggle. <laughs> Yoinky Splunky. Just for funsies, could you say this is your best vector impression? Tar- Charmy, turn the channel to 37, the crocodile channel. I can't, I'm not in a... I'm not in a... Charmy, turn the channel to number 37, you know, the crocodile channel. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. My uncle's doing an interview with an egret. <laughs> it's going to be very, very short. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do want to make it clear, guys, that we are accepting Super Chats technically, but we will not be able to get through them all tonight. We've had to cut them off. So any Super Chats that come in will be added to the uh, priority episode queue, and we will get to them uh, as soon as we can in one of the priority episodes. So unfortunately, we only have a limited amount of time tonight, so we can't go on forever. But we thank you regardless for your uh, Super Chats, and we will... Get to you soon. Pedanticate has a question. Team Dynamic of Bark, Whisper, and Sticks. Bark, Whisper, and Sticks. Well, she'd do all the talking for them regardless. Sticks would be talking, yes. <laughs> uh, Whisper would not trust Bark in the slightest, but Bark is, you know, he's not a bad guy. He just hangs around with a bad crowd. So mm-hmm. he'd prove himself in the moment and whisper would relax a little bit and sticks is like, you see, you should trust him from the get go. You're too paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a bit of irony there. <laughs> Testing has another super chat question. Is it possible shadow is secretly mentoring silver in the future since he's immortal? Uh, I mean, in silver's future as of Oh six, Shadow had been defeated and imprisoned in some form of stasis for all time. So not in that timeline, but the question is how much of the timeline gets refinagled every time Silver fixes something. And I don't know. I honestly don't know how that works. (laughs) And we got a super chat from Diamond Death. For both of you, what are some series you really wanted to get into because of something like a cool character, premise, etc., but no matter how hard you tried, you couldn't get into it, but might have even kept trying? Mm. Well, this is topical. This is going to get me annihilated in the comments, but uh, I can't get into Primal, the new Gindy Tarkovsky thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should. It's, for one thing, Gindy frickin' Tarkovsky. And it's about a caveman and a dinosaur kicking all sorts of ass. I, right there. Tailor made for me. Please serve it up on a plate. Thank you. I, but I couldn't get into it. I really, really tried. And it's not hitting for me. 
<laughs> yeah, I... I hmm. And I feel like that's something wrong with me. <laughs> <sighs> I can't think of something... Hmm. What is... What is uh, I guess maybe... It's ages ago now, and I'm I'm going to be the one who gets skewered for this one. But Rise of TMNT, the cartoon, mm. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I we watched the first episode and did a review of it on Bumblecast, and I enjoyed it. But I never went any further than that, and I was just kind of, you know, not really super into it. I guess it was coming off the 2012, coming off the 2012 or 2015, whatever year it was for the CG yeah. series. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it at the time. Maybe if I went back to it now, I might enjoy it more. I think so, and arguably, maybe jump ahead to season two. Uh-huh. Because I feel like season one is where they're trying out new things, and it's very, you know, individual, goofy episodes. There's not a ton of buildup. There's little bits here and there. Right, yeah. But but not enough to really grab you, and then I feel like season two still has a lot of that episodic, jokey quality to it. Mm-hmm. But there they really start to mess around with traditional Turtles mythos in new and interesting ways. Okay. And I I dug it a lot more returning to it in preparation for the movie. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe I'll double back around to it. I just was like, I didn't hate it or anything. I just kind of was like, I didn't, it didn't grab me as much. I don't think, but it's a, it was a very different, type of turtles and let's be honest we're not the demographic they're aiming for no 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 (laughs) not in the slightest so it's all right though i'm glad that the fans are getting their movie for it and i'm Mm -hmm, really god it looks like yeah it does and i'm happy to see that there's so much excitement for it because you know (sighs) tired of shows getting cut off at the knees before they're really given a chance so glad they're uh at least picking that up all right, we got another one here from Dr. Hex 1488 aka Speedweed. All right, now to poke at your love of lore with cloning being a thing in Metroid now, what weird horror stuff would you want to see out of that concept? Uh, I mean, given all the deviltry that Galactic Federation has done, if we're going to include other M, which I guess you technically have to, uh, I could see them trying to do their own Samus. Like, They've decided that she is too alien. She's too hard to control. She is too free willed. So, you know, but she's still a very valuable asset. So, hey, what could go wrong with trying to recreate a Samus? You know, Master Chief style. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. And the inevitable fallout from that could be fun and interesting, potentially. I, I hesitate to bring that up because I'm kind of tired of clone samuses we've had you know sax we've had dark samus but let's do something else let's introduce something else for her but it would still be in theme with the kind of sci-fi horror element and fit with what's been established beforehand Hmm. all right here's a question from color splash what can latin american sonic fans do in order to get a latin american spanish dub for the sonic games uh contact the social media team show your interest um and yeah uh i guess buy sonic games in your region because if there's a large enough population then they 
or not population, a large enough uh, client base, then a company is more, you would think a company would be more inclined to cater towards them. I say this as someone with zero marketing experience and am not remotely attached to that branch of Sega, but that's what I have gleaned. Yeah. Isn't there supposed to be a Latin American Spanish job for Frontiers? I thought there was something about that that they announced. I thought it was Portuguese. Uh, hmm. Maybe it was. I thought they announced something like that, but maybe I'm misremembering. Oh, I hope so. Everyone should be able to play and experience and enjoy Sonic games. It's not fair. <laughs> Here's one from Lycara H. Assuming no immediate crisis, what kind of things would Blaze take the opportunity to do in Sonic's world? Be it from higher tech level or not having duties or title to deal with there. Mm. Hashtag knowing smile. Keep reading. Oh, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready for for a slice of life with Blaze. <laughs> Excel has has a question. Outside of the Freedom Fighters, are there any other Deke characters, adventures of Sat AM or Sonic Underground, you would like to bring back into IDW either as allies or villains? There's part of me that would want to still try to find some way to figure out Sonic and Manic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's Sonya something Manic? endearing about them. Yeah. Sonya. Sorry. I was going to be like, uh, Sonic's already in there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, fried like a pickle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> them, maybe. But beyond that, no. Mm. Yeah. And before anybody goes, but Breezy! Yeah, we completely reinvented you the really, character. Yeah, you did. You, and it was for and, the, it was for the better, and I would love to see that version of Breezy specifically back again, but you probably wouldn't be able to do it. No, and Clutch already fills that narrative niche, so... Well, you know what? There's lots of characters who fill the same narrative niche that Sonic does, and they're still in there, too. <laughs> yeah, but they're all game characters. They come baked in. Not Tangle. <laughs> well, you don't have the simple, sporty female adventurer. Okay, fine. You got that. You got me there. Here's Jams with a question. You were put in charge of Sonic the Fighters 2. All previous characters are back and all classic comic and game characters are allowed in. Who are you picking? What other game elements would you want to see? Sorry, the chat moved super fast and I got distracted. Read that one again. You are put in charge of Sonic the Fighters 2. All yeah, okay. previous characters are back and all classic and classic comic and game characters are allowed in. Who are you picking? What other oh, game God. elements would you want to see? Um, I would say all of, all of the characters, as many as humanly possible. <laughs> Personally. I mean, just go whole hog. Like You spend five minutes scrolling through the character roster. Whole hedgehog, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At the very, at the very least, the classic roster. Yes. You know, every everybody like as you said, from the first fighters to the chaotix to everyone from the battle birds, the mm-hmm. the witch carters, like all of them. And I guess since we're saying comics, and because technically they did show up in the classic game, the Freedom Fighters. Yep. Bam! Shove them in there. I'm ready. Put them all in there. Everybody. What mechanics would you want to see? What other game elements? I don't know. Uh, lots and lots of 
level references. Mm-hmm. Lots of mm-hmm. re- lots of uh, lots of things. I'm not a super big fan of your technical tournament fighters, so I'd want something that's fairly accessible. But I do like the kind of tag team action you see in uh, like Dragon Ball Fighter Z or uh, what was it, Marvel versus Capcom that had that tag system. Yeah, or I think it's something else. I think yeah, I think it does. I believe it's a tag system. I mean, if you've got that big of a roster, yeah, ce- celebrate it, enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> let's get everybody in there. <laughs> And uh, let's see. Oh, here's one. Here's a good suggestion. Kip, the capybara. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Put him in there. Licensed to thrill. Meep, meep. Uh, also, you guys in the chat, please don't don't do this. Don't do this with the, with the Freedom Fighter stuff and Sat AM stuff. Please don't. <sighs> Be nice. Retsape has a question. I noticed the Sonic comics being basic with its themes. Is it editorial, Sega, or something else since other kids' media is willing to tackle deeper themes? I think it depends on how deeply you're reading into it. Uh, I mean, is, uh, I don't know, how surface level is a zombie apocalypse? Well, obviously we're not going to get into, like, the more grim and pessimistic aspects of human nature mm-hmm. in our brightly colorful animal book. But there is a degree of selfishness and hate versus heroism. You know, there's that one refugee from, from glass Hill who shows up knowing they're infected. And like their last words are, sorry, I just, I didn't want to be alone and boop, everybody gets infected. Can you really blame them? Sure. But do you feel some sympathy for them? Also? Yes. Mm-hmm. And given the exhaustive discourse out of number 50 alone, I don't think you can say that's just pure surface level. Mm-hmm. It is at least on my end built to be more generally accessible because this is a kid's book, but there's more to it. If you want to dig. Mm-hmm. And our last super chat question for this stream is from Papeto Chisps. How would Sonic and crew deal with Bill Cipher from Gravity Falls? Oh, you're lucky I saw that one episode where he was introduced because I haven't seen season two. Um, <laughs> he's basically a Mickey Spicklick's chaos god type, right? I, I guess. You haven't seen it at all, have you? No, I have not. Mm. <laughs> uh, they would be... Again, I haven't seen season two, so I don't know the full extent of his chicanery, but assuming that he is this kind of chaos god type of individual antagonistic to boot, uh, they would be put through the paces, but they are sonic heroes. They've conquered gods and monsters of all sorts. They'd eventually kick him in the eye. Alrighty. <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, but what I do know is is that we've still got about 25 minutes, so uh, we've gotten through all the Super Chat questions that uh, we got before announcing the cutoff. So any Super Chat questions from here on out will be going into a uh, future priority episode queue, so you'll probably be hearing them answers to them uh, next week sometime. So thank you guys for 
everybody for submitting in your super chats. Let's jump back over into standard questions. Starting with this one from Rez. Silver is very strong in his base form as he was able to fight Dark Energact. That you said it is above Ultrasonic and could temporarily stop Super Scourge. How strong would he be in Ultra? An Ultra Silver? Ultra. Oh, goodness. Well, Baseline Ultrasonic can manipulate elements. And I think in the one story we had him open a dimensional portal through force of will alone. So now you've got silver with, you know, elemental based TK, but he'd have all the TK powers, pyrokinesis, hydrokinesis. Would it really make a difference with air? I don't think so, but you get the idea. (laughs) And, you know, maybe he can reach through dimensions, not just open portals. That'd be, be a bit nuts. All right, here's one from Winston King. What's your favorite meme? Oh, we just did this recently. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background right now, but I'm being rickrolled. We are being rickrolled currently. Well played, Jen. And well played. Yes, thank you, Jennifer. We have, yes, we are getting demonetized. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think it matters how long anymore. I don't think it matters. Oh boy! Well, we'll see I, I, I guess we can't talk that. And also, we just answered this pretty recently on an on another episode. Yep, yep, yep. So <laughs> let's not waste any time with that. Thank you for your question, though. Uh, here's one from Leon D. If Doomslayer, Samus, and Gregory from uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach played a game of poker against each other at the inventory, how would you write their banter slash conversation? Well, since at least two of them were wearing helmets, their poker faces would be impeccable. <laughs> uh, Gregory is the kid from Security Reach, I think. Yeah, but I don't know I if you ever get to know. see his model. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, Samus would have a difficult time because she can only hold the cards with one hand. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Yeah. Doomslayer would be a, a, a little unnerving as he's cutting the cards because he doesn't just dish them out. He just says he's going to rip and tear. <laughs> he doesn't even talk. All right, Doomslayer, what do you have? I have to pair. <laughs> uh, boy. Oh, boy. Does Gregory even say anything? Is that, oh, Gregory, am I walking? I think Gregory talks a lot, a lot in that game. Okay. Yeah. So, am, am I? Fumbling into the joke, we have three mostly silent protagonists. No, we only have two mostly silent protagonists and okay. one very chatty. <laughs> one. One who's literally a child. <laughs> well, maybe then they're all just kind of very uh, matter-of-factly sharing their stories of carnage and near-death experiences. You know, demons from Mars and ungodly space abominations and animatronics that will stuff you inside their gears and grind you to meaty bits. He's probably a little young to be playing uh, poker, but, you know, he's been through a lot. He survived five nights at Friday's. He can play poker. Yeah, he's been through a lot. (laughs) Morality goes out the window at that point. And, you know, Samus Samus has seen stuff. She's just kind of nodding along going, ah, well, I know where your history's going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Been there, done that, kid. Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Star Sprite is here with a question. Hey, Ian, I'm going to ask something. 
is Silver's future exists in the timeline as the main universe? Because Generation said it's an alt timeline, yet Rivals, Forces, and prequel comics say otherwise. Mm, as far as I am aware, Silver's future is the future. And it is contingent on whatever happens in modern Sonic, which is its past. Alrighty. Here's a question from Clara V. When Sonic turns Ultra with a Super Emerald, it then states that the Super Emerald was still changing Sonic. Then he turned into Solar, Polar, and Eco. Are these forms possibly above Ultra? See, I thought Ultra was when he absorbed all the rings. Was it also with the Super Emerald? I don't know, man. Again, this power it's, creep it's is insane. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but in that story, in that story, he was changing forms as he went biome to biome, but was still being exposed to the same level of energy. So I wouldn't think they were any greater than the other. Yeah, I don't know, man. Here's one from Cammy. What are Surge and Kit's favorite foods? I always imagine they'd be something unexpected from their personality, since I assume they'd have the same taste as whoever they used to be. Surge likes sushi and Kit likes whatever she tells him he likes. <laughs> Alrighty then. Here's one from Bubble Bobbled. The U.S. Sonic Spinball Manual says Sonic is knocked into deep waters near the volcano, but he has friends in wet places and is saved at the last moment. Any thoughts on who those friends are? Uh, maybe it's Rotor who then gets captured and put into the pinball minigame. That's what I'm wondering, yeah. Hmm. Maybe it was a hand-wavy excuse that nobody thought through back then, because why would they? Maybe it was Bivalve? <laughs> maybe? He clammed to the rescue. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, dear. <laughs> he sheltered Sonic from all sorts of hazards. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We got a question here from Beyond the D. I don't know what the D is, but we're beyond it now. Well, then we're at E, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is the classic world the past or an alternate timeline? Oh, this again? <laughs> we, we, we've we touched on this like three times today. Yeah, I'm not. Next. Gonna, I'm sorry. We're not gonna, I'm not going to finish reading this one. I'm sorry. I know you probably asked this during the initial deluge. So, but yeah, we've talked about this one. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Blue Dragon has a question. Why do you keep saying the Super Emeralds and Sonic 06 are not canon while the first are confirmed to be in another dimension and the cast are shown to remember the latter? Wait, wait, wait. Super Emeralds and 06? No, the Super Emeralds and Sonic 06. Oh, oh. Wait, run, run that one through again for me. Why do you keep saying the Super Emeralds and Sonic 06 are not canon? The first is confirmed to be in another dimension, and the cast are shown to remember the latter. Oh, I never said the uh, Super Emeralds aren't canon. They clearly are. They're, you know, grayed out in mania. They're just gone. They're not accessible. They aren't, they can't be used no more. Mm -hmm. They have been, they are no longer on limits. They are no longer super. They are just emeralds. And 06 is technically, 06's story writes itself out of continuity. The whole adventure is because Solaris was split and uh, Mephilus is trying to get back into shacking up with Iblis. But by the end of the story, Elise and Sonic go back before the split happens and puff out 
Solaris. So the split never happens. So the game never happens. That's the cheeky response to why it's not canon because it writes itself out of its own continuity. Ha ha. Time travel stories are awful. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Back to the Future is great. <laughs> Terminator 2 is great. It has Chrono holes. Trigger. Chrono Trigger is great. They have holes. Lots of time travel stories have problems. Yes. They have problems. They have holes. That doesn't make them necessarily bad. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, oh, well. This is what you get when you make sweeping statements, kiddos. Bill and Ted, Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> You, you 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 just have to you know set your expectations accordingly. <laughs> turtles in and time, ah yes, turtles in time. Thank you. That's a, that's a good one. All right, Michael H has a question. Time for Mortal Kombat. What would the finisher of the Sonic IDW characters look like? Maybe Surge is what she did to Metal, and Kit is drowning his enemies like he described to Tails. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If we're going like. If we're going like real Mortal Kombat and not full on fatalities, <laughs> yeah, not DC versus Mortal Kombat, where like the DC characters didn't do anything. <laughs> Murder! Come on, I want it. I mean, like Sonic shatters tempered metal with his face. Imagine what he's going to do to a body. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought the splattering of Tommy Turtle was dark. Yeah, at least he was atomized. You get to see all the gooey bits. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, Tails basically has a blender blade on his butt. Ah. Ow. What is the tensile strength of anything under Amy's hammer? I mean, she <laughs> knocked zero a clear 40 feet in the air. Splat. She's going to reduce anything to a fine paste. Yes. <laughs> Knuckles has pointed objects at the end of his gloves. Come now. It's like being hit with a meat tenderizer. <laughs> He's going to give you an uppercut, and it's going to be the last thing you ever feel. <laughs> and you're going to fly off I, the screen and into the spikes up above. Because, of course, there's spikes I, up above. It's Mortal Kombat. What do you want? I mean, it, we, we could go real gross real fast with, with any of these. We so. could. We could. That's not. But we tried to be a more family oriented show. So I suppose, except we talk about Mortal Kombat here. So, you know. <laughs> Levi C has a I question. Just, oh, oh, sorry. Go I ahead. just want Big to grab somebody with his fishing rod. Get over here. <laughs> Yes. Mortal Kombat. Froggy, 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 froggy. Amazing. Amazing. I want this now. Biggest Shao Kahn. Yeah. I will consume your soul. That sounds about right. <laughs> Levi C has a question. If Sonic was transported into the DC animated universe, how would the Flash react to seeing the blue hedgehog? Amused. I mean, it did challenge you oh, to a race immediately. Oh, absolutely. And Sonic would be inclined to agree. But even with his kind of broken game level of speed, he's not going to match Flash. No, I mean, even if he doesn't hit that season finale speed for speed, he's yeah, come on. Barry's on a different level. Mm-hmm. No, wait, Wally. Wally would have been. It's Wally in the. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. 
Yeah. All right. Here's a question from Orange Blues. What marker each of the four Mechasonics? Only Mark II has ever been designated. Uh, the Death Egg model in Sonic Two is Mark One. The one on Sky Sanctuary is Mark Two, and the one in yeah, is it Final Egg or Hot Shelter? Sonic Adventure. That's Mark Three. Okay, and then where's the uh, fourth one? That I'm not sure. That little silver weird one from the Game Gear games. I don't know if that counts. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it should. Dang it. Maybe it's like Mark. 1.5. 1.5? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's Mark uh, Hamill. I don't know. What I do know is we have a question from Yes. How much do you know about Dragon Ball's power? Did you know that Goku's base in Moro Saga was above MUI Goku, Tournament of Power? I'm going to just kind of nod along and say sure. <laughs> I mean, I stopped, I stopped trying to follow power levels after Frieza broke a million because that's just the Frieza saga, man. Then we're getting into the androids and Cell and Boo and then they printed out what Golden Frieza's was at and I forget, it was like some kind of six septillion billion jillion whatever and it's like at that point, it's just zeros. It doesn't mean anything. It's just big. His power is maximum. Yeah. The, 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 what does the scouter say about any of the power levels? What, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, Vegeta broke the scouter, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> he crushed it, so whatever. It's fine. Golden Dawn has a question. Any clue of what exactly is that magenta orb from Lost Labyrinth in Sonic 4? The Encyclopedia just says that contains some kind of dark energy, possibly a connection to Dark Gaia. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was hoping that we'd get an answer when putting together the Encyclopedia, but nope. Mm. So it, it's there. It's an orb. Ponder it. Mm, ponder the orb. Maybe it's the same orb that's in uh, the uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, the, the orb you fight, a <laughs> dark orb guy. I can't remember his name now. I'm blinking. It's like light and dark. It's the most cliched story ever, but it's also, you know, super bombastic and cool. So, yeah, I know. I, I would expect it. It's, I wouldn't expect any. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> Here's a question from Yo. Why is Sonic called the fast thing? Why is Sonic called the fastest thing alive when Mephilus, Shadow Without Limiters, and Super Tier beings are faster than him? since they can keep up with him getting his speed increased via the emeralds. Because it's a good tagline, and they're not thinking about all the different special caveats. <laughs> Sorry, marketing doesn't always line up to reality. No. <laughs> Here's a question from Bro. How to contact you to talk about you with things you don't know or don't understand with Sonic? translation how do i email you to tell you you're wrong and bad at your job is that what we're getting that might be it yes (laughs) i think that might be it i think that's what we're getting at yes how does how does one one contact you to tell to call you out and to say how wrong you are about things ian i'm sure that's what you want to sit there and read all day you want to open up your email sit there sit down and read how wrong you are all day 
maybe that's just a misread. I don't want to cast anyone in a negative light, if, especially if that's not what they meant. But so re- re- rescind the snark. Yes. Apol- uh, apologies we, we, we if, just, you're, if this isn't exactly what you're saying, because your question is not it's your question is difficult to understand. But <laughs> but uh, given all that I have to do, I my inbox is not open to just everybody. That's pretty much why we have the Bumblecast. Yes. If you have a question, send it on in and we try to treat everyone as fairly as we can. But beyond that, my inbox is for work. And if I am not working, <laughs> I am taking care of other life matters. And <laughs> sometimes I just have to put the Sonic down. I'm pretty sure if you're not working, you're dead and someone should be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunately probably true. I, w- bleak. I, I wish I wish I was wrong about that. <laughs> I mean, when you say it out loud, it's uh, puts things in context. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I have a question here, though, from Kanoka Club. For yes, some... back to work. Yes. <laughs> For some reason, Eggman has chosen to give the eulogy at Starline's funeral. How does that go? <laughs> does he also say big oof? <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be basically a stand-up routine. <laughs> it would just kind of start off somber and like he doesn't even remember his name as we've established before <laughs> <laughs> we're gathered here today to pay what would possibly considered be respects to the duck who walked into my life and then I trampled on my way out <laughs> I remember that ingenious glimmer in his eye right before I snuffed it out <laughs> <laughs> he was once so full of potential, and like all potential in- potential energy, it was turned into kinetic energy. <laughs> <laughs> now that's an oof right it's there. <laughs> and the only people who are listening are Orbot and Cubot, and Cubot's like, "Boo! Too soon!" <laughs> and Orbot just like elbows him, hush. This is getting good. <laughs> Say anything else, he'll put you in the casket with him. Wait, the boss actually sprung for a casket? <laughs> it's just an old one he had laying around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's move on to this next one here from Alec J. We've only got uh, four minutes left, so let's go ahead and get through uh, at least a couple more of these. Hey, Ian, this is the kind of crossover question between Sonic and Stranger Things. If the Mind Flayer existed in Sonic's world, how would they handle it, and would Eggman try to control it? Sorry, I have not seen Stranger Things because I can't handle the spooky. Eggman would try to control pretty much any weird, spooky, off-kilter thing that came to his world. That's kind of his thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, probably. I mean, Sonic's fought weird space aliens and dimensional gods so maybe he's got the mental fortitude to handle something called a mind flare but mm. sorry i can't give any kind of introspective fun response on that one yeah yeah all right i can't either sorry i've not watched stranger things here's a question from laba 
are the RG Super Emeralds equal to the game Super Emeralds? I don't think so, since you said Ultra, which uses one Super Emerald, is arguably above Hyper, which uses seven Super Emeralds. Okay. Reasonably, but the Archie Super Emeralds were such a mess, it's Mm -hmm. really hard to say what their properties were at all. I mean, they were Chow. They were were Chow transformed at one point, so... They got written out of the story. They're they're gone. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm. Alrighty. Here's a question from Scoroffy Matt. If you could choose one classic character to be playable in a modern Sonic game and one modern Sonic character for a classic game, which games and characters would you choose? Uh, see, my knee-jerk reaction is to say Honey, but that leaves Mighty and Ray behind, and that hurts. But... Oof. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm with you though. I want to, I, I, honey, yes. What game? And uh, I don't know. Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Modern going backwards? Who would be fun? Blaze? Classified. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Blaze is always the answer. That's the thing. It's like whenever this <laughs> question, whenever really any sort of question comes up, the Blaze is the answer. That's just and you basically have the mechanics right there because the rush yeah. games are 2D platforms. You just take out the boost mechanic, or maybe don't. Maybe that's her gimmick for classic. Yeah, sure. I'm in. I'm into it. Put her in. Uh, I don't know. Sonic Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop. I don't know. <laughs> Put her in any of them. I don't care. Sonic Mania. Just do more DLC there for we Sonic. Go. Yes. Yeah. Make it an evergreen title. They really should have. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't do that with Generations either. It's a missed opportunity uh, to the extreme. Oh, well. You want to do one more, Ian? Yep, we got time for one more. All right. We're going to wrap it up with this one from Asta K. Sonic Speed Strats confirmed that the Master Emerald is more powerful than the Emeralds and even the Super Emeralds. So how strong do you think it is? It's masterly strong. I, also, this, yeah. this these emerald strength questions have come in a lot this this week. This yeah, today I don't know. Hmm. I mean, happen? i i would de- I would debate their definition of strength in that they can nullify the emeralds, but does that necessarily mean it's stronger? Mm-hmm. You know, if one can negate another, what is its power individually? But I mean, we got robots going super off of one master emerald. Mm-hmm. And you need seven to give it to an organic thing. So maybe they got something going on there. I don't know. <laughs> Does the Master Emerald even lift, bro? <laughs> no, it lifts the island. Oh, yeah. You're right. It does. So it does lift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. On that terrible joke, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining us. A uh, big, big thank you to everyone who sent in Super Chats. We've never had so many that we couldn't get through them all in one show. That's new and special, so we will get to them as soon as we can. Thank you very much for your support. Everyone who didn't get your question answered, they will be going in the queue. We will be getting to them as quickly as we can. Uh, We will see you Monday for the uh, re-airing of this episode. Mm -hmm. And Wednesday, we've got a special guest episode coming up. Indeed. Look forward to that. Uh, otherwise, Kyle, you got any notes to wrap us up with? Uh, no, I don't. But uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Thank you, Jennifer and Professor Rye, for helping out, wrangling the peoples in the chat, and for uh, <laughs> grabbing all these 
Wonderful, wonderful questions. With so many questions. So many. <laughs> we only made it through, uh, how many did we make it through here? We made it through 40 standard questions, and then we had uh, 47 Super Chats? What the crap? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> 50 Super Chats. Okay, 50, 50 total. Wow. All right. Thank you. <laughs> oh. That's going to wrap us up. So be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. All right. See you then. Bye.